1: Scenario. The nothing personal word of the day is scenario. That's really quite a common word right now around sports, really around the entire world right now, trying to work on different scenarios, modeling scenarios, thinking about possible ways that we can get the country healthy, get the world healthy, get the economy rolling again locally, nationally, globally. The scenario I'm talking about right now, in my word of the day specifically, is the National Basketball Association. Yeah, you know, that's my favorite sport. You know, the Knicks were my favorite team. You know, I spent my entire childhood and adulthood rooting for the Knicks as though I were a member of the Knicks. You probably also know that I went to bed and closed my eyes every day trying to dream about being the point guard for the Knicks. So we're talking NBA. They've been ahead of the curve here. And I use that word purposefully. They've been ahead of the curve as it relates to coronavirus. Granted, they waited a little long to cancel, but we talked about that. But Adam Silver has been terrific, the commissioner of basketball. They've engaged their fans. They've been honest with their fans. They've been, excuse me, they've been honest with their players. They've been honest with their sponsors. They've said what they can do, what they can't do. Word has come out, And this was a little out of character in my mind. Adam Silver came out and said, we are fully determined to crown a champion in 2020. And people I've spoken to have been convinced that that means there will be a champion in 2020. I don't think Adam meant to say that. I don't think we can say where we sit right now that you can guarantee the NBA season will start up again. I don't think we can say if it does start up when that will be and what it will look like. So the NBA has been thinking about things much like baseball, hockey, even football, though I was getting into a Twitter argument with certain people about the fact that the NFL is definitely contemplating what could happen if there is no season, what a shortened season would look like. But the NBA threw out a few things that to me we need to mention here. We need to mention, you're telling me they want to go to Vegas or the Bahamas, bring all 30 teams in, quarantine them, and play some sort of postseason tournament. Are they channeling like Scotty, Scotty B? That's Boris. Are they channeling some sort of thought that international travel back to the Bahamas or quarantining an entire league makes sense? How exactly will that be enforced? That certainly will not be in front of fans, no family. So you'd ask the players to go to a city alone, stay alone, get somehow tested, which means there'd have to be so many more tests for coronavirus than exists now. Whatever you're hearing, I know for a fact where I am in Florida, there are people who cannot get tested who need it. Forget those of us who are just hypochondriacs. Forget those of us who every day feel a tiny tickle in our throat or a headache or start getting a cough and they can't figure out, is it dry? Is it wet? A little fever, not by putting my thermometer against a light bulb. That's what I did when I was in grade school. I'm talking about really thinking you have a fever. So you have to test every player, every coach, every trainer. Then in order to have games, you have to have medical personnel there. God forbid there's another Reggie Lewis situation where a player literally drops dead while playing or Hank gathers. Of course, you have, and having nothing to do with coronavirus, you have to have medical personnel. Are there really enough medical personnel to spare right now? No. And if we don't flatten the curve, there won't be for many, many months. So the NBA also said, which I thought was sort of interesting, I would say... I would use the word – I'm trying to remember the word that the president used about Easter when he wanted the country to open again by Easter. And we said "On nothing personal. It's not going to happen by Easter. We've been pretty clear on what the days were. Aspirational was the word. I'd thank Coca, but he's asleep at the switch and in my inner ear. Aspirational. So I agree that maybe these statements were aspirational, but this one is really aspirational. And it's not a -a coinkadink. The NBA said they want to get all teams to play 70 regular season games. Now why is that when teams have played about 65, 66, 64, 67? Why 70? I got to thinking, that reminds me a lot of the number in baseball, which is 150. 150 is the number of games in the TV deals that I've negotiated that we've got to show on our local broadcast partners. So Fox Sports, Florida as an example which now I think is changing their name because they sold to the Sinclair Broadcasting, NMP. That just means not my problem. So we had to make available 150 games minimum for our contract and our rights fees to be paid. In the NBA, it turns out that the local TV deals they have, 70 games is what have to be made available in order for there to be what's known as a full season so teams get their full rights fees. This all makes perfect sense to me now. Because if you don't do 70 games, all of a sudden, there's going to have to be a refund or by teams of their local broadcast rights, or they're going to have to do make goods next year. Either way, it's not a perfect situation. There will have to be negotiations with partners, with your TV partners. Now, as I think about it, I go back and realize, and, and I can't take credit for this because this is why now we're talking Coca. He's reminded me that the NBA lockout season, they played 66 games, and that was 2011-2012. What I would say to you, Coke, and to everyone listening to Nothing Personal, is right now we're not, this is not under labor law. This is not a work stoppage. This is not a provision in a contract, in any broadcast contract, that deals with the eventuality or possibility of a work stoppage, or meaning a strike or a lockout. This is actually a national emergency. So the rules are a little different in terms of what would take place. From my standpoint, I would be able to argue that we will take whatever money we have from the broadcasters and we will not be able to take any more if we don't make more games available. The problem with that is that's lower revenue. That really will go trickle all the way down to the salary cap in basketball. That's the little fact here that we have to talk about why the NBA feels it's so important to get its postseason revenue and the rest of its regular season revenue, no matter how it looks, because the impact on the future cap will be staggering. And teams who thought that they were going to be under the cap or at the cap in future years will be woefully over the cap which will cause the NBA to renegotiate with its Players Association about the penalties and the tax that teams have to pay to be over the cap because teams simply will run out of money. They'll be so far over the cap. So there are myriad issues that need to be discussed. And what the NBA tried to do is distract me and distract us with this carrot. And I keep talking about the carrot. And when you're running a a team... You always want to keep the carrot out for your fans. Like at the Greyhound track, what they put the little rabbit in front of the dogs that the dogs chase around until the number two dog wins and you win like $2.40 on your dollar bet. That is the carrot we have to keep out for fans and sponsors and arena workers and stadium workers that there will be a season that normalcy will come back. We just don't know the answer. So I want to go, and what I normally do actually, is I end the show with wait to see, but I want to give you an NBA wait to see right now. It's important because I don't believe all the stuff that Adam Silver's saying that if we play very late this year, we're willing to start next season at Christmas time. Christmas Day is owned by the NBA. We know this. Christmas Day comes during the season. We know this. Would it be exciting to have opening day on Christmas Day? No, because you get a bump for opening day, you get a bump for Christmas day, you wouldn't want to combine them. You cannot start a season that late because then you are messing up multiple seasons. I know Commissioner Manford in baseball, Bettman in hockey, and Silver in the NBA, they don't want to mess with more seasons than they need to, which is why they've got to have as normal an off-season as possible. Wait to see, the NBA will not, ever start a season next Christmas, and they will not do a one-site tournament in the Bahamas or in Vegas or in New Orleans or anywhere else. It is way too dangerous. It is way too impossible to believe that we could make it safe enough for the players in a timely manner. Wait to see. I already told you the regular season will not be resumed. If the NBA resumes at all, and I'm not willing to say it quite yet, not yet. It'll be playoffs only, but it won't be a one-site tourney. Well, MLB did something today. Yes, they did. MLB did a good thing today, but it was—I uh, want to give you some details, and this is this is important. I don't want to be looked at or listened to as though I am critiquing anybody for what they're doing in terms of running their business. We did a segment on it yesterday. There's going to be a segment on it today as well. These are difficult times for business owners. These are difficult times for workers. These are difficult times for people who are no longer working with bills to pay. I get all of it. I, that's why we're doing the ML Beer Challenge, to give, a little, give as much as we can back. And if every, everyone should do that. That said... There is a responsibility that we've talked about on Nothing Personal for business owners to continue to be business owners. Let's Let's face a bit of reality here, please. This is not pleasant, but it's true. There are rich people who own businesses. There are middle class people who work for businesses. There are lower class people who work several jobs at lower rungs of businesses. I'm not saying what's right or wrong. This is not a political statement. But if you ask every single person who works for a business, do you want your business owner to keep me employed? But part of that is he's going to make some tough decisions when things aren't going well. And when things are going well, he's going to make a lot of money. But you will have a job. Nine out of ten people, David says anecdotally will say, I understand that's how it works. And this is not being controversial. This is the way it works. Like in the movies, there's extras who don't get to talk. When I was an extra in a movie, by the way, I was an extra and had the most fun ever, but I didn't get to talk. Meanwhile, I'm watching Sofia Vergara talking right? Or Sean Hayes. It was the Three Stooges. But the point is, I understood that I couldn't run up to them and start talking in the middle of a fairly Brother directed show. I had to do my job. MLB came out today and they said, here's the decision we're making. See, minor league baseball is not happening. Minor league baseball is not happening. We have talked and talked about minor league players, how underpaid they are, the fact that they should get second jobs, the fact that most of them are lucky to have jobs at all. MLB came out and said today, minor league players will continue to get paid $400 a week until the end of May. Number one, that should be the greatest indicator ever. Did I get the date right, Coca? Is it end of May? I think till May 31st is what the release said. (coughs) Excuse me. I think May 31st is what it said. Anyway, get to me when you quickly look at the release, which you just sent to me before we started recording. But if MLB says at the end of May, you can, (laughs) I love them. I really do. Bless your beard, Coca. Yes, May 31st. Thank you. That's great, Coca. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Coca. I'm putting back my earpiece. What'd you say? You said May 31st. Yeah, I got you, Coca. You know what? I'm mad at him. I'm, if you're listening to this and you're not watching, I take out the earpiece when I've just had enough, and then he has to type stuff to me. But at some point, I mean, when you listen to Coca's voice in your ear for enough time, you rip out your earpiece. So MLB agrees. Keep in mind, maybe 40% of minor league players make that little. The majority make more. So the, those in AAA, AA are making more money than that, and they're getting a pay cut now, but they're getting paid. People in high A, low A, rookie ball, they're getting practically their full salary. I don't think people understand how significant this is. Industry after industry is cutting people's salary. Industry after industry is laying people off. MLB could have voided every minor league contract. Instead, they agreed to suspend them. All minor league contracts are suspended under this national emergency, and when you suspend a minor league contract, that means when you lift the suspension, everyone will get paid what they were due to get paid. Let me tell you what I would do if I were still running a team, and you can start throwing tomatoes through your – wherever you're downloading and listening, which, by the way, I always appreciate – and if you're loving nothing personal and based on numbers, I think you are. I'm going to keep going, of course. But tell a friend, tell as many friends as you can to join this party. If I were running a team still, I would be voiding, not suspending, voiding every, every minor league contract and renegotiating every last one. Because no matter when the minor league season starts, what I can promise you is two things. One, I'm not going to need as many because the season's going to be shorter. Number two, I don't want to pay the amount I have to pay on the upper level, $20,000 a month to certain players, $15,000 a month, $25,000 a month to players who are going to be or may be called up if there are injuries at the big league level. I would want to ratchet those salaries down. I am in cost-cutting mode if I am running a major league baseball team. Every single team right now is putting together models what to do if the season's canceled, if there's 80 games, if there are 100 games. Anywhere you can cut expenses, you have to, because there's no way revenue numbers will be hit. So while I understand and agree what MLB is doing, it is not sustainable. So as I sit here today and right before you talking, please know there is zero chance, in my opinion, that MLB will continue to pay all minor league salaries if there is no minor league season. It's not going to happen. Doing it through the end of May gives us an indication of what they're thinking about the major league season and the minor league season. <laughs> but you, are we going to get that? I don't know what that was, Coca. You know what? I'm making bodily noises, okay? I just had a hiccup. I've had a cough. I've got a sneeze. No editing. No editing. I always said no editing. So you just heard it. I don't even know what that was. It was like a, it was like gasping for air. I apologize. If that were in your ear while you're working out, maybe you're laughing right now. Maybe you're crying right now. Maybe your heart rate just went to a hundred and seventy right now. Anyway, I was also reading about Juventus today. Juventus, I, I, I didn't know how to pronounce it until I started doing nothing personal. Uh, Juventus is a team in, uh, that has a player on it who you may have heard of. His name is Ronaldo. He's a guy like Madonna, right? He goes by one name. I think he's got the most Instagram followers, the most Twitter followers. He's got, he's got everything. He's one of the greatest soccer players of all time. Is he better than Messi, worse than Messi, same as Messi? Where does he come in terms of Pele? What about Maradona? All I know is this guy is good looking, rich, famous, and plays for Juventus. What I also know is that the players – now, now think, about the, think about this for a minute. The players of Juventus have all agreed to a 90 million euro wage reduction. Let me explain what that means. The players and the owners <clears> – <throat> now, the owners of Juventus – excuse me one second. Oh, I found a cough button. That wasn't a cough. That was more of a throat clear. The owners of Juventus are a very famous family called the Agnelli family. They put the R in rich, the F in famous. To put it in perspective, they are the Italian version of the Kennedys. So let's just say that. This is a family that if they chose to, could pay everybody everything around the country. But as I told you earlier in the show, that's not how it works. So the Agnelli family met with the players of Juventus and they came to an agreement to reduce their wages. It's the equivalent of basically a four-month pay cut. Four months of the year as though you're getting zero. Why am I mentioning this and why is this significant? This is just the beginning. We then learned that Messi will take a 70% pay cut. We're learning the teams around European soccer leagues where they are losing their shirts. Yes, those teams are worth a lot of money, but on an annual revenue basis, every match they lose—and I don't mean on the field—every match they lose off the pitch because there is no pitch. Do you like my use of the word "pitch"? There, Matthew, totally correct. They play on a pitch. I learned that by going to the uh, um, a soccer game. I learned it's a pitch. Which always confused me being in baseball. In any case, do you know that every team in North America is going to have the same discussion? It is not going to be enough to do pro rated contracts with players. Let's just take an easy player making $26 million. Betts makes 27 for the Dodgers. Let's pretend he makes 26. There are 26 weeks of a normal baseball season. If the baseball season becomes 13 weeks, Mookie Betts will make 13 million. Pro rated salary. The problem is the revenue will not be prorated. Teams will not make 50% of their projected revenue the way the players would make 50% of their projected payroll. Have teams and players already agreed to how this would work? Yes, they have. But keep in mind there is the ultimate leverage that baseball and every single sport has. This is a national emergency and under the uniform player contract that every single MLB player signs. The commissioner of baseball can void every single contract, not suspend it, void it. Void it, as in it's done, not guaranteed. You think for a minute the NBA and the NHL are not looking right now at what they're going to do about paying the players for games that are not going to be made up. If the NBA ends up playing 66 out of 82 or even 70 out of of 82, you think the NBA players are going to keep getting their paychecks and get paid their full season? Not a chance. They're going to get a wage reduction guaranteed. This is happening all the way down through the levels of sports internationally, nationally. These are the issues that we're talking about behind closed doors. This is what's happening on Zoom meetings with owners and CFOs and league executives and players talking about what really is going to happen and what the reality is when revenue goes down, which I can only assure you is going to happen. Okay. The 82-game preseason is in the books, and it's finally time for the real season. Don't miss out on any of the NBA playoff action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. From the play-in tournament through the finals, DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered with same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. From what you've seen so far, do you think they'll be a first-time winner of the NBA championship? If the Pacers... Clippers, Suns, Magic, Pelicans, or T-Wolves win, you win at +650. That's 6 teams to root for, 6 chances to win. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SAMSON. New customers bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. That's code SAMSON, only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler or in West Virginia, visit www.1800Gambler.net. In New York, call 877 8 HOPE NY or text HOPE NY. That's 467 369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888 789 7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. So, you want to talk to Samson? You know, I, I took this, so you want to talk to Samson. And I, um, this is not going to be popular, but someone asked, so I have to answer. And I'm going to answer someone who ran a team for 18 years, and I'm going to answer it the way I actually did it and the way I would be doing it now. So you want to talk to Samson as a segment where you follow me on Twitter, David P. Samson. Get inside my DMs. Ask me questions. They're public, open 24-7. Ask me a question. I prefer you to spell my name right. It's David P. Samson is Twitter, S-A-M-S-O-N, D-A-V-I-D-P, S-A-M-S-O-N. There's no P except in the middle. Just how many Bs? How many Bs in Babar? Three. They're just not together. It's a little Fletch reference. Someone said, hey, I bought tickets to a future game. I spent $600. The game was postponed but not canceled I asked for my money back and the team said no because the game has not been canceled, only postponed. My financial situation has changed. I can no longer afford these tickets. What do I do? I'm not getting my money back. What should I do? What would you do? I'm taking this question at great personal peril because I'm going to tell you what I would do You're not getting your money back if the game is played at a later date. If the game is canceled, you're likely still not getting your money back. That money can be used toward future tickets. Next season, another game. It's not that you're going to lose the $600. It's that you're going to apply it to your season tickets for next year, to your game tickets for next year. When you bought a ticket, it was not going to be refunded. That's a clear policy, no refunds. And you're telling me, David, the situation with coronavirus has changed my life. I've lost my job. I know you have. When you run a business and you've got 40 people in sales or 140 people in sales, you have 40 people in customer service or 140 people in customer service, You have to have a rule that is unbreakable. Zero exceptions. My rule was simple. No refunds ever. What were the exceptions? When people contacted me and I would be the judge, I would be the jury, and I would be the decision maker. If I, like the Supreme Court, if I chose to look at your email, if I chose to take a meeting with a salesperson or someone in corporate sales or someone in customer service who brought me a situation, I would look at things on a one-off basis and make decisions. But 99 out of 100 times, my answer was going to be no. The reason is, is that the people who are coming into my office asking for a refund for you are the very people who get paid with your money, partially. If I start refunding them, you, then I've got to refund everybody. If I lose every dollar I have on deposit, that puts me in a cash position where it will impact everybody who works here, which then will impact their families. These are decisions that are not easy to make. These are decisions that hurt when you get home. They cause you to be a robot, to have no emotion. They cause you to have stomach aches, ulcers. They cause you to have headaches. They cause you to get coughs. They cause you to have insomnia. Because when you're deciding these things for people, when you're choosing who you're going to let go in a scenario like this, whose tickets you're not going to refund when they've got serious financial problems, you're making major decisions on who's being laid off. These are decisions, believe me, they hurt. But my job was to make those decisions. If you're asking what you should do, My answer is you send an email and you hope to God the owner of the team reads it and feels sorry for you and makes an exception. You ask me what the team should be doing and whether or not I'm angry with the team for saying these games are postponed and not giving you your money back. You know what? I would do the same thing. If the whole season's canceled, there is going to be some sort of agreement in place. There'll be some sort of refund situation for individual games I do not believe there will be refunds for season ticket holders who paid for their season tickets in advance. Those people will get that money moved to the following year, so they won't have to pay again for 2021. So in fact, they are getting a refund, if you will, but they have to use that refund on buying season tickets again. You may be able and you will be able to take your $600 and get another, if you will, another $600 worth of tickets for next season. But at the end of the day, I'm sorry. You wanted to talk to Samson? That's my answer. Okay. Is anyone having, uh, I'm not having movie issues. If you're having movie issues and you are having any sort of binge issues, just contact me. I'll send you my list. I got a lot of lists. I can only say this. <laughs> I watched a movie because Coca told me to watch it. I was going to watch it anyway. I really was because I happen to love Will Smith. And he loves, Coca will tell you, um, but he's not going to tell you directly, but he'll tell you through me, that Will Smith is his favorite. I think he ranked Bad Boys 3 as like an 8.8 out of 10, higher than any Academy Award winning movie ever. Best movie in the world, best movie of 2020 was Bad Boys 3. So remember, take what he says with a grain of salt. But there's a Will Smith movie. I'm going to see it. I love everything from Hitch to Hancock. That was good. I just thought of that alliteration. I hope that he was in Hancock. I'm almost positive he was. So I watched Gemini Man. I'm getting a little tired Of the technology that we're using to make people look younger than they are and have them play themselves at a younger time. When Benjamin Button did it, back in the day, David Fincher with one of my favorite movies with Brad Pitt when he was aging backwards, bless his soul. I liked it. It was original. I was in Then the Irishman came out and I was not in, looking at Joe Pesci, look 50, but walk like he's 80. Robert De Niro, look 50, walk like he's 90. Al Pacino, look 50, walk like he's 50. At some point, it sort of defies imagination. Gemini Man is about a man named Clive Owen, a phenomenal actor, who to me is miscast in this role as the father of of a perfect weapon. He built a perfect weapon. What do you need, ironically, to be a perfect weapon? You need to have zero emotion. You need to be perfect. And to be perfect, you cannot be emotional if you're going to be a weapon. You cannot think about what exactly is going to happen. So cut to Will Smith is himself. Then Clive Owen makes a weapon by cloning Will Smith as a young Will Smith. And they got to kill each other because they're hitmen. And then they join forces with Mary Elizabeth Winstead, who you may know as Ewan McGregor's current girlfriend. She was in the news for that reason. Gemini Man to me is mediocre. I watched it. I'm okay having watched it. In a quarantine situation you can do way better. Okay. Gemini, man, you got it, Coke. I did it for you. All right. I want to talk about uh, the ML Beer Challenge and, and one part of something that's going on here. Uh, today's day 16. If you're watching this uh, and if you're following me on Instagram, I posted a picture yesterday of day 15. It's definitely coming in. I've promised during the ML Beard Challenge to grow a beard until opening day of MLB, whenever that is. And we're giving away money to every MLB team and other organizations in South Florida. And we're going day by day, team by team. Today, the Minnesota Twins Foundation will be receiving $1,000. If you are a fan of the Twins, please go to their website, Give money to their foundation because Dave St. Peter is one of the great team presidents in all of baseball. Their foundation is phenomenal, and they will get money to people who need it. The Minnesota Twins, if you're a fan, you know I've been on you. You know I picked you and chose you to win the Central last year over the favored Cleveland Indians, and I'm continuing again to tell you. The Twins are the class over 162 game season of the American League Central. You needed pitching and what disappointed me about what you did is you overpaid for Josh Donaldson. And now you're in a position where you are feeling totally screwed. You signed him to a 92 million dollar four-year deal. He's 34 years old. He's only making 18.75 this year and he starts making more each year after that. But he's older. If he loses this year or it's only a half a year, this was the year you needed him for the full season. You have Berrios, your best pitcher, in my opinion. Odorizzi accepted the qualifying offer. That means he's going to make seventeen point eight million million one one-year deal. Berrios is only getting paid four million. I've talked about it on CBS Sports. We're talking about teams that are happy with a shortened season, teams who are upset with a shortened season. The Minnesota Twins do not want a shortened season. They want a full season of Jose Barrios. The Twins want a full season of Josh Donaldson now before he gets older. How about your guy Nelson Cruz one year, $12 million. This was his best chance. After this, you know he's not going to be on your team next year. You may have to move Donaldson over to DH. Or you move him to first, move Sano to DH. Meanwhile, you had Sano on a long-term deal. He's sort of underpaid. Can you imagine me saying that about a player? Ugh. I can't believe I'd even begin to say that about a player. But the fact of the matter is he may be slightly, slightly underpaid. Anyway, that's my story with the twins. I'm not unhappy about it. I want to mention something else that's going on that just broke now in baseball, and I, and I want to get it out there. Your friend of mine, James Andrews, the doctor who operates, I'm showing you I can't even lift my arms. I did 55 push-ups and 55 sit-ups yesterday. Here's the workout I did. I did 10 push-ups, then one sit-up, then nine push-ups and two sit-ups, eight push-ups and three sit-ups, seven push-ups and four sit-ups, all the way until one push-up and 10 sit-ups. So it's 55 push-ups, 55 sit-ups. I'm quarantined. I'm trying to do my best. I literally can't lift my arms right now. I could barely sleep last night, which is normal. The pain in my pecs, the pain in my bicep, the pain in my elbow – I can't do push-ups. Meanwhile, I let Coco know what I'm doing. He told me he did 600 push-ups yesterday as he Skyped me while kissing his bicep. You're welcome that I didn't screenshot it. In any case, I can't move today. So I'm trying to gesticulate less because whenever I do, it hurts more. But Dr. James Andrews does ulnar collateral ligament, which I still can't show you. I literally can't lift my arm. It's your elbow, the Tommy John surgery. He said today that he will no longer be doing Tommy John surgeries. Isn't that interesting? We did a whole segment. Do you think he listened? Do you think he listened to nothing personal when we talked about elective surgeries and Noah Syndergaard having surgeries in Florida? And I said, "Well, if that's an elective surgery, then there's a few other electives that should be done because it's used to help Noah Syndergaard do his job." Is this striking a familiar chord? Do you need to go back to the archives of NPDS and remember this segment? Well, it came in. Chris Sale just had his Tommy John. Phew! If you're the Red Sox, in under the gun. What happens to the next player who wants to go to James Andrews for a Tommy John? Well, if I'm a Major League Baseball team president, guess what? James Andrews, you're no longer eligible to do Tommy Johns of any of my players. Why? Because when someone needs Tommy John, I need it done now so they can recover as soon as possible. Does that make me selfish? Yes. But this is an essential surgery in my mind. I'm not going to kick out a COVID-19 patient out of the ICU I'm not going to kick out or take a doctor who's treating a COVID-19 patient and say, hey, could you do the Tommy John instead? If the Tommy John doctor, say Dr. Alcheck in New York, tells the Mets or would tell me, listen, I don't even have an hour and a half to spare because I'm taking care of coronavirus patients in the ICU. Okay, I'm going to move on to another doctor. Maybe in the middle of the country where it hasn't hit yet. Are you criticizing me? Hold on. He's yelling at me. Literally. What, Coca? What? All right, I will clarify. All right, listen. What I'm telling you is this. Tommy John surgery for a player is necessary to get that player back on the field, which is necessary for my business to operate at its maximum efficiency. If there are things that need to be done, an example, if a doctor has a hand that needs surgery, that is an essential surgery to me because getting that surgeon, getting that doctor back is necessary. I believe that Tommy John's are essential and necessary. If the doctor doesn't want to do it, I'll go to a doctor who does want to do it because there will be a doctor who A, wants to do it and B, wants to do it in a place where his services are not being used to save lives at that moment. Every hospital where Tommy John happens, are you aware? There are life-saving and life-altering issues going on in that hospital at that moment. There are emergency room issues. Now, there's not as many as there are now. Sometimes the ICU is filled. Sometimes it's not. I get all that. I just don't want to fully criticize teams who are having players get Tommy John. I don't want to do it. Eventually, with more people listening to nothing personal, that's going to sound like, wait, I can do it. Hold on. I think I can do this. Okay, I'm going to, the next part of this is the following. Here we go. Ready? Hello? Yes, who's this? Hi, this is Tom Brady. Who's this? Oh, this is the GM of the... Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I've got the owner on the phone as well. You may have heard of him. He also owns Manchester. Yes, his last name's Glaza. Glazer. Oh, hi. Hey, I'm so glad you returned my call. Sure, Tom, what's happening? Well, I just wanted to talk to you for a minute because, listen, Jason, I want you to know Jason's the name of the GM. I think Malcolm's the name of the owner. That was David talking. This is back to Tom. Hey, Jason, I just wanted you to know a couple things. I know I'm 43 years old, but I got to tell you, there's only one team I want to play for. I want to play for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You have no idea what it means to Giselle, my wife, my children, for me to be on the East Coast, how excited I would be to be in Tampa, what a difference I could make in your community. But more importantly, Jason, do you know what I can do for your team? I'm going to get to you in a minute, Malcolm, but Jason, do you know that I make everyone better? You've already got better wide receivers than I had in New England. Look what I was able to do with the crap I had to play for. Look what I was able to do with a coach that I could barely stand talking to at the end with distractions, with an owner going to sidewalk cafes every other day. If I come to Tampa, you will not be sorry. What? what excuse me, Jason, one second. Giselle... What? No, I'm not up to that yet. All right. All right, I will. Malcolm, Giselle wants you to know that she will make appearances with other players and with any of your corporate sponsors, any sort of appearance you need, Giselle's willing to do. And of course, I'm going to do too. Giselle, I've got it. I've got it. Malcolm, we can also sell a ton of jerseys. All you have to do is print number 12. Jason, please. I get it, Jason. I know very well that you've got someone who wears 12. Yes, he had 1,000 yards as a wide receiver. Blah, blah, blah. You can put my son as a wide receiver on this team, and I'll get him 1,000 yards. No problem. He'll give me number 12. I got a little Martin Braun watch, maybe a little, I don't know, maybe a little Patek Philippe. I'm getting it. No problem. But but anyway, Malcolm, get these jerseys ready. Oh, I got another thing for you. Do you have any idea how many season tickets you're going to sell? Do you know they're going to line up to buy season tickets? And believe me, I've looked at your numbers, Malcolm. You need it. And Jason, do you know that I make everybody better? Are you aware that when I walk into a locker room, it gets quiet? Now, I know you've heard it only gets quiet because I demand quiet. I know you've heard that I demand straight genuflecting, and I know you've heard that I can't quite do what I used to be able to do with my arm, but my brain is still A1A. So I'm telling you that I want to be with you in Tampa. What questions can I answer? Hey, Tom, this is uh, Jason. I'm just curious. Um, What kind of training are you doing right now? And are you ready? Do you think you can go a full season? Jason, do you have any idea what shape I'm in? Do you want me to take off my shirt right now and do a Skype or a Zoom? I am going to play till I'm 50. My best friend is Ichiro. Ichiro said he's going to play till he's 50. Hey, hey, Tom, Ichiro just had to retire right around what your age is. And you're playing football. Oh, forget each row. But what about Julio Franco? That baseball player? Remember he played till he was 72 years old? And by the way, I know for sure that Albert Pujols is about 50 years old. Yeah, but Tom, you can go 16 games. Yes. Hey, Tom, it's Malcolm. Hey, I got a question. What um what kind of salary were you thinking? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. This one, I I knew we'd have to get to this. Malcolm, I've done a calculation. I have a spreadsheet that I'd like to forward to you. This spreadsheet is your average ticket price times the number of season ticket holders that I'm going to give you, plus the number of jerseys you're going to sell, plus the number of victories I'm going to get you, plus the incremental increase in sponsorship when we win 11 games and all of a sudden we are co-favorites to make the Super Bowl. All of those things are going to happen. But I'm telling you something. I'm willing to take a pay cut. All I want is $25 million a year guaranteed for two years. That's it. 50 mil guaranteed. It's nothing. G- Giselle, we spoke about this. I told you I'm starting at 25. Sorry, I was supposed to mute that. Yes. Yes. Uh, Tom, could you hold on, please? Um, We're going to call you right back. Okay, so Malcolm and Jason have a conversation. Tom calls the Patriots. He sold himself. Everything is all perfect. Malcolm says to Jason, hey, Jason, you really think that this guy's going to help us win more games? And Jason says, I think so. He sounds it. He sounds like he knows what he's doing. And by the way, this franchise has had some serious problems. Malcolm. What do you think about this? Can you do 50 million? Can you make it happen? And Malcolm says, Jason!
0: It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply.